Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us in another fun episode. Before we get started today, I'd like to let you know about the next boot camp we're having, which is starting July 13th. That's Monday, just a couple weeks or a few days from now, depending on when you're listening to this. But there is still places available. We are going to limit this one to 12 new people. It will be the first time we've ever done this, in fact, and we've never had a boot camp with only 12 people. There's usually around 20 or so. So in this one, we're going to have an extra special sort of thing that happens with the 12 of us. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, whatever you're wanting to get out of life, um, whatever you want to move towards, we're going to facilitate that with a special uh, group that gets together once a week, as well as all the stuff that goes through the boot camp. So if you're ready to push past fear and start embracing who you truly are and how this reality really works and where your life could be, where so many other boot campers have moved through these stages of fear and are embracing life from a new perspective and seeing all the magic that is waiting for them on the other side. That's what the boot camp is. Don't worry about it. If you're inspired, just send me an email, garybodley at gmail.com. And we'll get together via Zoom. It's a fun, quick call. I'll tell you all about it. I'll understand where you are, make sure everything's right for you, tell you the cost and all that stuff and how it works. Don't be worried about the cost. Don't be worried about the time. There's structures in place for all of that. Just push past your fear and send me an email. Then we'll get together and it'll be a really fun call, which I'll record and you can have it. So that's about it. Get ready for this next episode and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and that you leave your comments and you tell me what you think. And when you do that, it now becomes searchable to other people. When you leave a comment or you subscribe, it now becomes a more popular podcast based on the rankings and other people get to find it. So please do that. At least rate it or why not subscribe or why not leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you think. Otherwise, send me an email with any of your questions to garybodley at gmail.com, and here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. Well, today, I'm just here by myself because I have this article that Joshua wrote, and it's really fun, and I thought we'd do something different here. So I've got a camera over here and a camera over here, and I'm just going to wing it, and if this comes out good, it'll be a podcast, and if it comes out really good, it might be a video, so we'll see where this goes. All right, so you ready to get going? This article is called, Which Game Mode Are You In? Actually, it's not called that. It's called, Which In-Game Mode Have You Chosen? That makes more sense. Okay, so the idea here is Joshua has this fun article about how you play this game, and obviously this game is life, but it's written as if it was a video game. So, it's, so I'm going to read each paragraph, and then I'll talk about the paragraph, and then we'll go on. Hopefully, this will take about an hour or so. So <clears throat> it's sort of like how we do it when we do the coaching calls or the boot camp. Okay. I'll start now. <clears throat> Excuse me. The game has no restrictions. You can be, have, and do anything you want in this game. Because you are a player of the game... Like any player, you are worthy enough to play the game. You could not play the game if you weren't worthy. The way you play the game must be unique. You cannot play the game like any other player. 
the purpose of the game is not beating other players, but discovering who you are. So like any game, whatever it is, if you're playing that game, you're worthy of playing it. So you're in this life, which means however you got here, whatever you intended prior to your birth, whatever you chose to explore, this is your game. And because you're here, you're worthy. But you have to do it your way, and you have to do it uniquely. You can't play like anyone else. And so that's why copying someone else never works, right? You have to discover who you are, and that's the whole purpose of this game. Authenticity is the key to playing the game effectively. Authenticity unlocks secret hidden powers known as talents, special attributes, and unique abilities. Authenticity is the only way to reach the expert levels. So the second paragraph here, Joshua brings in how important authenticity is. And I'm starting to see this more and more and more. And I guess it's obvious, right? We're here on a journey of self-discovery. That's just what this is. And that journey of self-discovery is to find out who we really are. And as we're living life in the old approach to life, we're spending time, you know, really not understanding who we are. We're trying to hide who we are so that we'll be accepted by others. But in this game, the only thing that matters is to become authentic and understand who that person truly is. And in this game, once you do that, your hidden talents and special attributes and unique abilities will start to emerge. Um, you know, it's if you're doing something you think you should be doing because people are telling you what to do or that that's a good idea or that's a good career or whatever it is, you're going to be exploring who you're not. And your true talents and unique abilities and what makes you special really isn't going to emerge the way it will when you start living life as who you truly are. In this game, fear is the limiting factor. At the lower levels of the game, fear limits what can be explored. The playing field appears smaller. The game expands greatly as the player is able to push past fear in order to pursue new interests and passions. Like those new interests and passions are aspects of the game, right? They're capitalized here. Most players never make it out of the beginning levels of the game because they do not realize that the subject of their fear is just an illusion. This is a hidden feature of the game, and even when the beginning players are told this fact, they don't believe it. They must experience it for themselves in order to understand this key aspect of the game. So, you know, when you're, before you got this information and you were learning about the law of attraction before that, you just felt fear, whatever it was. And you just said, well, I can't do that because of this, or I could never do that, or I should not do this, or whatever it was. And that fear, however you felt it, was limiting. Now, Joshua goes in to show you how there's irrational fear and rational fear. So rational fear is anything that could get you killed or bodily harm, falling off a cliff, getting eaten by a lion, whatever. Irrational fear is where the subject of the fear can't kill you or can't do you physical harm, like asking someone on a date or asking for a raise or, or pursuing your interest, whatever that is. That's the fear that comes up around that and always will for all people 
is just limiting. That's all it is. It just limits you from doing what you're inspired to do. So in this game, physical reality, fear is a key aspect. And without fear, it wouldn't be a game. So it's not about removing fear from the game. It's about getting good at pushing past fear and processing fear. Like any game, you can play it any way you cho choose. But fear limits most people from moving forward in the game. Beginning players tend to play the game at very basic levels because this is how they were taught. They effort and struggle to accumulate things known as trinkets. And those trinkets are status, money, possession, security, achievement, things like that. Each player creates a personal profile that they believe will allow them to gather more trinkets and to be seen as a good player. They become attached to playing the game at the lower levels in order to stay safe and to earn the respect and validation of other low-level players. The advanced players are able to upgrade their profiles mid-game from inauthentic profiles to authentic ones. They don't care what the beginners think of them. Expert players realize that the trinkets offered in the early stages of the game are not what they see. Okay, so look at society. Look at how we all were. We were, you know, programmed to think about the American dream or the Western idea of what success is and to do this and that and this and that and go this way and that way and this way and blah, 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 and then you'll be happy. Well, that's the great lie, right? It's this accumulation of trinkets, status, achievement, jobs, houses, cars, girlfriends, boyfriends, all this stuff to make you feel good, the outside stuff making you feel good. It's just trinkets. Expert level players don't play that way. Okay. So beginners earn trinkets by working hard and struggling. Expert players find that trinkets come easily just by playing the game as it was designed. Oh, where am I? Okay. The trinkets are unlocked automatically at the advanced levels. Therefore, expert players do not focus on earning trinkets. Instead, they focus on pushing past the illusion of fear. Totally different thing, right? This is accomplished by setting up their profile in a way that is more authentic to who they truly are. In doing so, they move rapidly to the more satisfying advanced levels, and thus the beginners are naturally in awe of the experts. So the player profile is your persona. We all set up these personas in order to do what? To get loved by our parents, to get accepted by the community, get, to, to get friends and boyfriends and girlfriends and all these people, right? To get respect and admiration. So we make these personas, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm successful, I went to college, um, I know how to play poker, all this stuff, right? And that's perfectly designed so that you'll be attractive to other people. But what you're really doing is trying to be attractive to other beginning players. And this whole persona is inauthentic. It's not who you truly are. It doesn't represent you at all. So the advanced players trade in that profile for a more authentic profile. That more authentic profile is more transparent. Okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm excited about. 
I don't need to impress you and I don't care what you think. Now, obviously we do care what people think. We're never going to give that up, but we're not driving our entire life hoping that we get people to like, love and respect us because how they feel about us has, excuse me, has absolutely nothing to do with us. It has to do with their belief system, right? And so if we behave in a way that doesn't cause them to be fearful or doesn't cause their limiting beliefs to be triggered, then they'll like us, okay? If we do something, anything that triggers their limiting belief, well, then they're going to react in fear. That's on them. It's not on us. We can be who we are. And if they, you know, are triggered by anything we do, not that we're doing it on purpose, but if, you know, if they get triggered by it, well, we can say, okay, they just had a manifestation event. They had a limiting belief and they've expanded through that and we can support them, but we don't have to change who we are. That's the whole point. We are becoming more authentic. All right. Next paragraph. This is a pretty long one. So I think it's going to take like an hour. Okay. All of the expert players have a partner in the game who guides them through each new level. This is why it is easier for the experts to ascend to higher levels. They have a partner. The beginners have guides as well, but they don't utilize those guides. They think the guides are not real and they ignore the guidance that's being offered. They tend to play the game without any guidance. They don't realize that their in-game partner is actually vital to playing the game at all levels. Mid-level players, however, realize they do have partners, but they don't always access or act on the guidance coming from their partners. Expert level players act in tandem with their unseen partners. Who's the unseen partner? Your inner self. All of this that Joshua is doing is to make you realize that you have guide supporters and an inner self who is focused in your life and every thought you think all the way through. And that guidance is always coming. It comes in the form of emotion. If you feel negative emotion, it is a message that you're looking at your reality in a way that does not align with how your inner self sees it. It's not a true reality, it's an illusion. If you feel positive emotion, you know you're perfectly aligned with your inner self's perspective. So you're on track, right? Uh, you'll receive intuition. You'll receive brilliant thoughts and inspiration and great ideas and fun things to do. You get to a place of trusting this inner self so much that you don't need plans anymore, right? You just make things casually. Okay, we're going to go to New York in next week. We don't know what it's going to be like when we get there. We're not making any plans. We're just going to go with the flow of that inspiration at every moment. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to be spontaneous and alive without fear. And fear will be there, sure. But we have to work on that wobble and get that out of the way. So beginning players have inner selves, inner beings. Everyone does, right? They just don't know it. And the best way to find your inner self is to start meditating. And you'll, after maybe two or three months of that, maybe faster, maybe slower, but just through meditation, that's when most people connect to their inner selves easily. Okay. Expert players know they're playing the game well and feel the thrill of the game. Beginners think they're poor players, that they themselves are poor players, yet they strive for the respect of other players. That's why they are so focused on working hard to accumulate trinkets. Lower level players like to give advice to other beginners. Their low level advice is often accepted 
because the newer players have fewer trinkets. Helping other players makes the beginner player feel like a mid-level player, even though they're not. Expert-level players don't require respect or admiration from entry-level players. They don't compare trinket accounts because that comparison is meaningless. It's not even how the game is scored. It's a minor aspect of the game. How one feels when playing the game is all that matters. Okay? So physical reality is a feeling reality. Everyone is running around trying to get approval by others. The new players are looking at other players who don't know what they're doing and saying, you've got more money, you've got more, I don't know, prestige or status than I do, so I'm going to copy you. Give me some advice, right? And so it's like the blind leading the blind. So expert players don't need to help the beginning players because, because everyone is figuring out themselves. Something will cause a beginning player to realize they're not playing the game effectively, and then they'll start seeking something different. That's when expert players jump in, and we'll talk about that in a second here. There are two feelings offered in this game, relief and satisfaction. Most beginning players go for the relief experience in order to have, go for the relief experience. In order to have this experience, they must place themselves in conditions called the realm of drama or the illusion of lack. If they can get out of these situations by blaming another player or the game itself, they'll feel relief by earning trickets, right? So they'll, They'll get in some kind of drama or they'll feel lack of something and they'll effort and struggle and they'll earn a trinket like maybe a car or, you know, go shopping or whatever it is, or maybe get a new job or whatever it is, right? That's a trinket and they'll feel, oh, I feel better. This is why people get addicted to shopping and trinkets and drama. They go in and out of drama, you know, like gamblers who are gambling and they're putting their money down. And when they win, they feel relief, right? But they, they got to keep going for that relief feel, so they got to keep gambling, and eventually they don't win. Okay, so they feel relief by earning trinkets. However, the other players or conditions will not so, be so easily controlled, right? So you, you're, you, might get, you might win an argument, and that's like a trinket. You get some relief. But in order to do that, you'll have to control the other players or the conditions or yourself or all this stuff. If a player lacks trinkets, they'll feel a bit of relief once a trinket has been earned or stolen. Beginning players occasionally steal trinkets. However, this does not help the player achieve more relief because it adds more drama. Expert level players achieve the feeling of satisfaction, which also gives them associated feelings of excitement, exhilaration, happiness, joy, fulfillment, oneness, all that good stuff, okay? So beginning players get trinkets and they feel a bit of relief and a little bit of, oh, I got this goal done, so I feel good. Uh, expert level players ignore all that. They play the game by following their interests and passions and they rise to this feeling of satisfaction that is accompanied by all these other high level feelings. This is what we're in for, these feelings. And with those feelings, everything comes. Okay. In, uh, in the entry levels, Players play for themselves, greedily accumulating as many trinkets as possible. Ex experts play for their, I'm sorry, expert players play for themselves, but also in full cooperation with other players. 
They are champions of the game in every sense of the word. They realize they are not in competition with other players, and they fully understand that each player intrinsically adds more to the game. The more players, the more the game evolves and expands. New levels open up for everyone. The game becomes more, even more exciting and diverse. Okay, so people living at beginning levels of this game think that there's a finite amount of trinkets, and so they're greedily trying to get as many trinkets as they can because also the trinkets invoke some sense of status, but it's never satisfying. It's always going from lack to relief, you know, disappointment to relief, this to that. It's all low level. But expert level players realize that this game is limitless. And so as new people come in, it expands the game at all levels, right? So, so when you play in cooperation, when you're at the expert levels, you're working to, in tandem with other people. You're not worried about your little spot because you're networking and working with everyone else. You're thinking of the broader view. Um, when you're in fear in physical reality, you're going to think of yourself. If you're upset, angry, you're thinking of yourself. When you're living in love and acceptance, you're thinking of yourself, of course, but in the greater picture of all that is. Everything that you do in love and acceptance is good for you and for everyone else. If you have a fun idea, it's like, how can we get all our friends together? That kind of thing, right? How can we change the world for everyone? That kind of thing. When you're in fear and anger and despair, you're like, how am I going to save myself? How am I going to get myself out of the situation? Okay? So entry-level players think of themselves and expert-level players think of their self, themselves in cooperation with all that is with everyone else. Okay. Expert-level players seek to assist other players in achieving higher levels. They realize that new players help expand the game at the lower levels, and that's good, but they also want to expand the upper levels as well. They know that when a mid-level player reaches the advanced levels, a brand new expert level is unlocked. Therefore, expert level players all work with mid-level players. The beginning players, who account for 90% of all players, are focused on the fear aspects of the game. The mid-level players have accessed new levels because they realize that they have inner guidance and they will get better at pushing past fear. These are the players who will soon be ready to access expert levels. The advanced level player players work with the mid-level players, but not the beginners. They realize that the beginning players can't move from those early levels to advanced levels until they embrace their in-game partners and they act on that guide. So, so we as light workers, we as spiritual leaders and teachers, we are not targeting or looking forward or trying to help or um, you know, working with people who are living in fear. It's they have to have that experience before they're ready to come to another level. So Joshua says, imagine that most of humans are living in fear like humans always have, but there are a lot of people now who are coming to see that there might be a new approach to life, it might be a new way to live life. And those people are finding Abraham Hicks and they're finding the law of attraction and meditation and yoga and all these kinds of things, right? 
So those people are mid-level players, and Joshua calls them, they're on the fence. They're almost ready to come over, and those are the people that we attract and work with through this podcast and, and videos like this, right? Um, this will never be heard by people living in fear because it won't make any sense to them. They're gonna, they would think that this approach to life is crazy. And a lot of the mid-level players or the people on the fence would think that too, but, but you know, Abraham does such a great job of being, making it soft enough that a lot of people can come in. And The Secret did the same thing. And lots of, lots of channels are, are making it easy for people to come from fear to love and to get to that space. And then they'll go on from there. Maybe they'll find this or something else that's more specific. Okay. All right. Where am I here? Okay. The game is all about the feelings. And feelings here is capitalized. Like a, something you can get in the game. You get this feeling. And not about the trinkets. Expert players realize that the trinkets do not actually bring any true feelings. The way you play the game activates feelings. The beginners assign meaning to these trinkets. They believe one trinket will make them feel this way and another trinket will make them feel that way. However, advanced players know that the feelings always come from how you play the game and not the trinkets themselves. This confusion is what keeps entry-level players stuck in the early and more basic stages of the game. Okay. So you buy a new car, right? That car can't make you feel anything. You get a raise at work. The raise can't make you feel anything. You win $10,000. That $10,000 can't make you feel anything. You're choosing to say, that car is good. That $10,000 is good. That raise is good. Whatever, right? The outside things that, that, are in, that come to you have no power to make you feel anything. But we choose to label them. That's good, that's bad. So you get in a fight with your spouse and that doesn't feel good. And so you say, don't fight with me. Don't fight with me, that doesn't feel good. You are making me feel bad. Don't leave your socks on the floor, that makes me angry, right? None of that stuff makes you feel anything. You're just choosing your perspective and it's your disconnect from your inner self's perspective that makes you, that causes you to feel negative emotion. That's your guidance, okay? So beginning level players all think that feelings come from outside of them and expert level players realize that the feeling is generated from your alignment to your inner self. You're either in alignment in this moment or not. You're either feeling good or not. You're either feeling negative emotion or positive emotion, right? That's it. And if you're feeling good, then you know that you're looking at reality as your inner self is looking at it. You're allowing, you're accepting, you're perceiving that this, everything's good in this moment. You perceive that everything's gonna work out in the future. You understand you're the creator of your reality. See, all these ways, you aren't really doing anything, but you're feeling good only because that's your natural state of being. And your inner self is saying, yes, you're looking at reality clearly. And so this is why you feel good. This is the guidance. Okay? Makes sense. All right. Effectiveness is determined by which approach you use to play the game. Almost all beginning players approach the game in what is called duality mode. 
expert players have ascended from duality mode and switched on neutrality mode. In duality mode, players must use their judgment skill to label aspects of the game as right or wrong, right? So that's their game. That's right, that's wrong, that's right, that's wrong, that's good, that's bad. Um, they are furiously assigning these good, bad labels to everything inside of the game, and it takes much of their power and energy to do this. They avoid whatever label they label as bad and try to activate the things they think are good. But every player chooses different labels for in-game items. One entry-level player labels an item as good, while another labels the same item as bad. Then each player expends energy to try to change the opinion of the other player, and a stalemate occurs. The in-game energy is wasted on the futile effort to achieve the trinket called agreement, right? So people are arguing around, arguing around. That's good, that's bad, you should do it this way, you should do it that way. They're trying to get the relief of agreement, right? But they're spending energy, who cares? Who cares? Don't need to get other people to go your way. You go your way, they go their way, and then you don't waste any energy, and you're effective. This whole thing comes with effective. Duality, good, bad. Expert level players achieve the state of satisfaction by approaching the game in neutrality mode. They assign good and right to everything in the game. They realize that the agreement achievement is not worth the energy that comes in the game. They rather choose to leverage the in-game energy to manifest brand new items for the game. They access the realm of potentiality by choice rather than accident. Okay. All right, if you're in duality, if you're assigning things as good or bad, you're living in fear. You're living as a victim. Something bad could happen to you. That's a bad thing I need to get rid of. If you shift over to neutrality, you now start assigning everything as good. That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. But then you say, I don't prefer that. I'm not gonna get rid of it. I'm not gonna make out live. That's for whoever else wants to play with it. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in this, right? Everything is good. You just follow what you like and let everyone else do what they need to do. Um, this way, you access this realm of potentiality for yourself, right? So if you think about it, if you're constantly labeling things as good or bad, you're living in fear and the bad things become your focus. Maybe not fully, but there's there, right? And to the law of attraction, you have to attract those things. Well, if you now say everything is neutral, I'm only focused on what I like, then you can focus your energy on what interests you and you access the realm of potentiality or the stream of consciousness based in source and you start receiving inspiration. And these ideas that you have now become a vibrational match to start coming to you. And so, like this, uh, this podcast was an inspiration. This, buying this camera that we're now on, inspiration. Uh, taking this first real video that we're gonna do, inspiration. All these other things, I mean, I got led, it, led to see cool, self-made videos. Of course, Till Swan makes these fantastic videos. And this guy, Brett Conti in New York, makes these, you know, 
travel videos and New York videos that are just so cool. And so I got inspired, right? And so I got this camera, got a tripod, set it up, thought to do this podcast in a different way. And who knows what it's going to be like, but this is the, the inspiration. And we'll start to do more things like this, you know, and more videos and see where it goes. But there's no outcome that I need to have happen. It's just, this is sort of fun right now. And I've never done a video like this by myself. I'm here alone in the house. I'm just doing it just for fun and we'll see what happens. But anyway, it doesn't have to be perfect. It'll evolve. There's doesn't matter how many people see it. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. That's attachment to an outcome. We're being neutral. Everything is good, right? Beginning players sometimes access the realm of potentiality um, accidentally through the engagement of intense desire derived through the experience of lack or limitation. All new in-game items and features are unlocked by entering the realm of potentiality. Think of any new song, any invention, any artwork. Someone has, has, has accessed the realm of potentiality, right? Someone has accessed that stream of consciousness. They've become a vibrational match to it. And so they were downloaded with that idea. They were ready for it. But a lot of times, did they do the work to get into alignment first? No. They had this desire. You know, you, my favorite subject is, is, is rock bands starting out, their first album. You know, they, they had such a desire their whole lives. They've been practicing and planning. They've been wanting to be rock stars or wanting to be musicians or whatever. And they put enough songs together over, what, what 10 years? And now that's their first album. And they were, these are just brilliant songs. So often the first album is so good. And then the follow-up album, not as good. Why? Because now, instead of being in alignment and saying, I, I want to find a song that I like, I want to make it my own, they're like, I, wanna, I want to capture the success of the first one. They have an attachment to an outcome and it's based in fear. What if we don't have another follow-up good album? We might be flash in the pants, right? So expert players realize that you consciously access the realm of potentiality by maintaining alignment of acceptance and love and understanding that what you need to explore physical reality will come to you, right? You don't have to make an invention to solve a problem. You are on your course of self-discovery. And so the inspiration that comes to you is for you. Now, you might have also phenomenal ideas of all kinds of different things, but you work on the ones or you allow in or act on the ones that are most exciting to you. When, when you get to this level of expert player, you are literally getting 20, 30, 40 obvious inspirations a day. Before you get to this level, at the beginning levels, you don't even know what's an inspiration. You might get one a month or, or you might discount it because it's not a big thing, right? When you get to the expert level, in this analogy here, you are working as a blended being. You are feeling good, processing your limiting beliefs. You are maintaining your perspective. You're choosing higher perspectives. You're realizing things are good. You're living more in the moment and you have access to so much inspiration. But now the inspiration might be do the dishes, might be go check the mail, might be go buy tomatoes, might be go to the gym, things like that, right? And you don't, you say, well, that's not a big deal. I can 
put that off to later. And that's not a big deal. You're waiting for this big inspiration. Well, the little inspirations often lead to the big ones. And so we now act on everything we can in the moment that we get it, whatever it is. Now, we don't do it all the time, of course, you know. Uh, I, I still haven't called my brother. I had an inspiration to call him on Monday because I forgot to call him on Father's Day. And so here I am. Uh, still, now it's Thursday. I haven't called him, so I'll, I'll remember to call him now. But I normally act on almost everything. And this is what leads to so many exciting things that are happening without attachment to anything having to happen, right? We, we get rid of that wobble. Okay. Um, where are we here? Okay, so all new in-game items and features are unlocked by entering the realm of potentiality. However, the resulting feeling is not the same in duality mode as it is in neutrality mode. The beginners experience relief upon the manifestation of a new item, while the experts feel satisfaction. Beginning players never experience true satisfaction. They can only experience varying levels of relief. Sometimes they label relief as satisfaction, which is understandable because they cannot know what true satisfaction feels like. All right. When you are trying, struggling and working to manifest something you want, you can manifest it. Of course, anything. You can effort your and struggle your way to anything. But the feeling of that will not be, oh, all right. I think my camera turned off. All right. So let's go back to this one. <laughs> um, so anyway, beginning players can effort and struggle all the way through to manifest something. And when they manifest it, they won't feel what they thought they would feel. Joshua talks about this all the time, right? They just feel a bit of relief. It's not satisfaction. Sometimes they label it as satisfaction, but they don't know because they've never gotten to the expert levels. So they're just saying, oh, that's a high feeling of relief. I'm calling that satisfaction. But when true satisfaction is a different thing, and you only understand that when you get to this level of acceptance and do what you're inspired to do in almost all areas of your life, right? Then things just start working for you. Okay. Beginning players can access higher levels of the game by going to settings and adjusting their belief profiles from limiting to empowering. However, few entry-level players will ever do this because it does not immediately result in trinket accumulation and they consider it, consider it a waste of time. They can also engage in the meditation pods at each level. However, once again, this will not result in immediate trinket rewards, and so it is often dismissed by beginners. Adjusting belief settings and spending time in meditation pods are the keys to advancing to the higher levels of the game. Ultimately, a player will have to switch mode of play to neutrality mode at some point. But this is made a lot easier by adjusting beliefs and engaging in meditation pods. Okay. So this is the key to getting to the higher levels, right? The key is at some point you're going to have to adjust your mode of play from duality to neutrality. That's just what we're all doing now. We're all moving towards that neutrality, but there's a lot of momentum and we're still controlling things and we're still in fear of things and we're still re re resort reverting back to our old ways. 
Well, there's a couple things will happen. Processing limiting beliefs will help you so much. Why do I think that's a bad thing? Why do I feel negative emotion? Oh, it's because I have a limiting belief. If I didn't have this limiting belief, I couldn't feel negative emotion. It would not be possible, right? So we say, okay, let's prove that limiting belief is false. Let's do it again. We, here comes a manifestation event. I feel negative emotion. Why? Let's write it all down. Let's prove, that, let's find that limiting belief, belief and prove it's false. That's what we're doing here. It's, it's work, 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 work. It's not hard work. But as you do it, the limiting beliefs become softer and smaller. And the associated fear and negative emotion is less intense, right? And then you get more inspiration and you can, you can push past the fear that comes. That's the whole point of this is processing limiting beliefs. The second thing you can do is meditate because meditation will help you realize that your inner self is there with you the whole time. You'll start to feel information come or communication or thoughts. You'll start to know this thought is coming. In the boot camp, this is a big part of it. And from the first day you start till eight weeks later, you have, you're doing meditation every day. You're doing all this, these um, daily spiritual practice. You're doing homework. You're doing assignments. All of it is designed to connect you to your inner self. And as you connect to your inner self, that's the power of this game. That's how people get to the upper levels. You have to connect with that inner self. We were just listening to the audio book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, which is only released, I think, a few years ago, right? Written in the 40s or 50s or something. And it starts off by Napoleon Hill telling everyone how he went to interview um, some great baron. You guys know who it is. It's someone famous. Okay. Some wealthy, super wealthy, rich guy in the 20s. I, I can't believe I can't remember it right now. It'll come to me. Anyway, that man said the key to all of this is listening to that voice inside of you or knowing you have a partner in this game. The key to all of this is connecting with your inner self. And so he sent him off to interview people who have, who have had great success in business and people who have failed. And to understand that the key to success in life, and of course they were talking in physical terms, you know, money and all that, but was to get connected to that inner self. So that's what Josh was saying here in this game analogy. All right, last paragraph. Ooh, just about an hour. The game is perfect in every way, and no player can get it wrong. Playing at lower levels is not better or worse than playing at higher levels. However, the higher levels are where the most satisfying feelings are found. In the beginning levels, players operate as if they're in competition with one another, and they expend game energy needlessly. In the higher regions of the game, players cooperate with one another to unlock new and exciting levels. All a player needs to do is decide which level they prefer and then choose the mode of play associated with those levels. It's really as simple as that. With our love, we are Joshua. So this last paragraph is, it's really about your approach to life. Are you going to approach life in fear and control like we all have done? Or are you going to drop that because you know it doesn't work and radically change your approach to life of love and acceptance? 
which means you got to drop the fear and control. You have to live in neutrality, understand everything's good, realize who you truly are, a limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. Be that person. You know, I was just thinking today, really, we're all under the illusion that we're not magnificent. We're all under the illusion that we're flawed. We're all under the illusion that, you know, bad things could happen to us and we're not good enough and all that stuff. If you could just see through that illusion and just embrace who you are authentically without trying to be different than you are, like look at me doing this, this recording. Total mess, right? I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be this example of who I am and get this out there because it's not the delivery as much as it is the message in here. And so get this message or find Teal Swan or find Abraham or find David Strickle or Astrid or so many other phenomenal people. It doesn't matter. Wherever you resonate with, just realize there is something more happening here. There's some new information coming and we're all ready for it and we're having fun exploring it. So I hope you had fun in this time. If you want to contact me for anything, just send an email to garybodley at gmail.com or go to the website at, what's the website? Teachingsofjoshua.com or what, I, what you could really do for me, which would be great, is subscribe to this podcast or leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to this at. That's cool. This podcast has been going on for a while now. I think not nearly five years. And we're registering up there in like the 200 range of spirituality podcasts in certain countries in the world. So it's cool. And the more that we share this, cool, more people find it. I hope you enjoyed this one. And thanks so much for being here. Until next time. Until next time, what? How do I end this? Until next time, have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good few days. Who knows how long next time going to be? I'll try and do it again. If you like this, post a comment and I'll do more of them. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, we have a private group just for Joshua listeners. It's called The Friends of Joshua. So just search that in Facebook and ask to join and we'll add you. Also, if you'd like to help us spread Joshua's teachings, the very best way you can do that is to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, if you can subscribe to the podcast, that would help a lot. We're ranking higher and higher each week as we go forward. And this is really how people find us. So thanks for everything you do, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.